Hi, welcome to this edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI The Americas. I'm Wade Kaler, Executive Director. On Tap this week, I get to talk with a longtime FCSI member who's been involved with quite a few committees and always such a great addition to everything she's been involved with. She's a 2019 Top Achiever Consultant with multiple certification initials after her name that we're going to touch on a little bit later. Please welcome the President of Food Service Consultant Studio, Ms. Amy Hegarty. Hey, Amy, welcome to the show. Hey, Wade. How's it going? Very good. Very good. How about you? Doing great. Doing great. Yeah. Business is good. Things are busy. Business is good. We're very blessed to be busy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Lots going on. Love to hear. Well, as you know, we start off every episode with the same with a little bit of a background about you. So tell us a little bit about how you got your start in the food service industry and then how you've that transitioned into being a food service consultant. Um, the closest I've ever gotten to working in a restaurant was making fudge and candy apples at King's Dominion. Um, so that was when I was in college. And if you listen to Doug Huber's interview from a couple of years ago, he also worked at King's Dominion. So it must be a prerequisite yes, to, to work at this company. Um, I did not dance, however, like he did. Um, oh. <laughs> so lots of fudge and candy apples for a couple of years at King's Dominion. Um, I have an an interior design degree, uh, and so I learned design that way. Uh, My first job out of school, uh, I did lots of retail and food service design at that company. It just happened that way. Uh, Lots of concession stands in stadiums and airports. That was our specialty. I worked for them for quite a long time, and I met Larry Huber, Back then, he was a sales rep, so I knew him pretty well and kept in touch with him over the years as he started this firm, Food Service Consultant Studio. I took a little break from food service, went and worked at a typical interior design firm where I wasn't doing food service, so that was kind of scary after doing it for 12 years. And But a former client Googled my name, found me on the interior design professional organization's website and said, Hey, would you like to do food service design again? I said, yes, please. Um, (laughs) I'd love to. And so I started doing a little bit by myself at the interior design firm. Um, 2007 rolls around and I convinced my boss at the time to let me go to the NAFM show that was in Atlanta that year. It's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, Atlanta's easy to get to. I can go, I can, you know, I'll learn a lot of good things. And I let Larry know that I was going. He said, oh, we'll catch up there. You know, we'll find each other. Like, we, we won't find each other at NAFM. Are you silly? Um, and I'd never been. That was my first time going. But he said, next day he called back and said, let's make sure we have lunch. You know, we'll, we'll catch up then. <laughs> we come back and two weeks later, I started working for him at this company. Nice. So. Great. Um, and and, and the rest is history, as they say. Ever since. Absolutely. Yeah. So with Food Service Consultant Studio, um, is there a certain segments or, or uh, certain parts of the industry that you focus in on more, or is it really your hands are a little bit involved with all the different projects? Uh, well, we do a lot of K through 12 projects. Um, we do a little bit of everything else, a lot of different venues, um, lots of K through 12. It used to be that we would structure our projects so that each project manager would run their own project. So Doug would run his, Larry would run his, I would run mine. But um, in the very recent past, we have decided to divide projects by skill instead of okay. um, project manager. So I will use my strengths, Doug will use his, uh, and we'll work nice. on each project together. So I have the design background, 
and I love to do that part. So I take care of that nice. a lot of the times, um, a lot of the initial programming and communication with the client, initial kickoff meetings, specifications, cut sheets, that type of thing. When it becomes the technical data, the MEP knowledge, I let Doug handle that now because he's so much better at that <laughs> than I am. I can handle it. I can hold my own, but he's, uh, yeah, it comes more naturally to him. So, so we're collaborating more on, on each and every one of our projects. And that's, yeah. that's I like been a that. good, good decision for us. Yeah, I agree. I, I like that, that, that workflow. I think uh, you, you're playing everybody's strengths. That's a good Absolutely. thing. Um, so you've been doing this a long time, obviously. Mm-hmm. When you were starting out, um, how long do you think it took or how long did it feel before you felt you were proficient at doing this job? Oh, you know, you, you <laughs> felt confident enough to walk in to be the project manager. Um. Since my first job was a little differently, we were class A general contractors too. So we approached things a little bit differently. We didn't, we weren't consultants in the true sense of the word. Um, So I did certain things and I was good at those certain things. uh, And I would manage smaller projects and such, but it was more of a collaborative effort among the team members there. It was certainly, and I worked as a project manager at the interior design job, but that was different too. It wasn't until right. I joined this group um, and realized how much more knowledge I needed to learn because <laughs> this group, you know, everyone who's listening already knows Larry Huber and Doug Huber and how knowledgeable they are and how good they are at what they do. Um, so yeah, there was so much to learn. And while I had great, I thought great project management skills that I brought to the table, yeah. the food service knowledge that I still needed to learn and understand was immense. You know, it was, it was huge. So right. it takes a long time in this industry where you're so yeah. specialized. And since there's not just one direct path of how we all get to yeah. call ourselves consultants, um, there's always something that, that something you know, everyone has to learn along the way. Yeah, I agree. Um, is there any part of the consulting or what, or I should say any, what part of the consulting do you find to be the most rewarding for you? Uh, I love to do the design and figure out the solutions of the layout of the equipment uh, for the client. And um, then seeing that all come together and, and actually built is uh, yeah. always really, really cool. I remember early on in my career, seeing the drawings for months and months and months, and then finally seeing a job site and seeing how things look differently in person than it did at on paper, you know, I'm really good at reading plans, but seeing it all um, in reality was a completely different experience. And that was really cool for when I was, you know, 24 years old and right out of school. Absolutely. So with your degree in interior design, which is not, not common for kitchen designers um, uh, and you're still active or have been active in ASID, Mm -hmm. how does that influence your kitchen design still to this day? Because obviously, again, there's a lot of kitchen designers out there, but not a lot of them have interior design right. degrees. So right. how does that influence yours? Right. There's a few of us, a few of us in our organization yeah. that do. But yeah, not yep. not many, not many of us. Um, I think, you know, I have a very strong design knowledge base, um, flow and function and balance and things like that, that help me um, just understanding spatial relations and being able to read the plans easily and understand, you know, how things might interact uh, in the field in, in reality. Mm-hmm. And it's not just lines on paper. And while we don't do a lot of the color selections or the finishes or the, 
decor, design of the space, I always make sure that I talk to the architects and interior designers that are working on that part of the project about how adding color to the kitchen is a good thing or the serving area. Yeah. If we're doing a school, you know, kitchens don't have to be white and gray because guess <laughs> what? We've just provided you with a whole kitchen full of gray stainless steel appliances. So can we have a little bit of color because red paint doesn't cost any more than white paint does. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's add some color and interest and, um, you know, make it a nice environment for the students or for whoever the client is. You know, it's not just yeah. a, a back of house area that nobody's going to see there. You know, there's employees that work there, there's students or residents or guests or somebody who's going to use that space. So let's make it fun and give it some character. I like that. Absolutely. Uh, you know, in your intro, I jokingly referred to your initials for your certifications. <laughs> uh, but it, it, listen, it, in all honesty, it's quite impressive and it's extensive. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to read through them. You can tell me if I've got all of them. CID, ASID, CFSP, lead green associate and FCSI. I I miss any of them. No, that's enough. So, well, it's a lot. Absolutely. (laughs) But it also says it, well, it says a couple things to me, dedication to your path of career, because you don't do that unless you're serious about wanting to be a lifelong learner. uh, And that takes dedication. That's number one. Um, Two, it, 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 again, it goes back to lifelong learner. It, it means you want to continue to get better as you go. You want to better right. yourself. That says a lot about a consultant as well. I have to ask you, though, which one was the most complicated to get? Oh, dear. Yeah. Lead. Definitely lead. Yeah. yeah. That one was hardest. Um, that Yeah. And there's so many points you have to get to maintain it. Um, yeah. And it's, and there's so much of it that at least in the availability of CU opportunities and, and things that I can watch and go to and learn to get the points that I have to do to maintain that credential. None of them are about kitchens. So I'm learning about (laughs) roof gardens and storm drains and parking lot lighting and restrooms and okay, some of that's okay and interesting, but didn't I say I was already busy and I'd rather (laughs) spend my energies learning more about what I actually do every day. Um, So yeah, lead is, was the most complex and the least applicable directly to laying out kitchens, which is what I do every day. Of course, there's huge sustainability and energy savings and things we can do in kitchens. But of course. that's this much of the whole broad lead and sustainability yeah. world that's out there. Very good. So. Um, what's one thing about Amy that nobody would ever guess? Mm-hmm. A, a habit, a hobby. We learned about Doug's dancing and we learned about him <laughs> being a mascot dancing. Right. Um, so what is one thing about Amy that nobody would ever guess when they meet you? Well, in high school, I played trumpet in the marching band in high school and I was the only girl who did that at the time. Um, so that was a big part of my high school life was banned. Then I didn't do anything with music after that at all. (laughs) Um, college or young adulthood or anything, no music. And then I did join the bell choir at my church about 10 years ago. So I had to remind myself how to read music again, but that came back pretty, (laughs) pretty quickly. And, uh, playing bell bells was, was a fun experience and is nice. I love it. Um, 
what's again you've been doing this for a number of years now um not not too long you're trying to make me sound old wade you keep saying no that's why i had to say it's not too long but you've been doing you've got enough experience that i i like asking this question and that is tell me about the biggest screw up you've done and and what you learned from that um there is a project that i remember that um it, you know, sometimes they used to design kitchens and build kitchens that were a step down from like a school kitchen, a step down from where the students stand. So the students stand six or eight inches above the rest of the kitchen. They thought that was the right thing okay. to do. Some clients still like to do that so that the students are more of an eye level to the staff people. Yeah. We were replacing the serving counters there. So I had gone and done the site visit and drawn the drawings, but I'd forgotten completely about the ramp and the step and the change in elevation. Oh, yeah. And I'm standing there reviewing everything with the client, with the rep, with everybody, and realized that I had drawn it completely wrong. I'd completely forgotten about the step. <laughs> it all worked out. It was fine. But it was one of those moments that you don't realize it until you're standing there in front of everybody. And that's never yeah. a fun um, admittance. It, luckily, it's a client we do a ton of work with and people who are nice and understanding. But yeah, it wasn't a, wasn't a good feeling. To the to the future Amy Haggerty's out there that are in uh, interior design programs or hospitality programs yeah. or maybe even the uh, the person that's thinking about doing some kind of transition out of restaurant management mm-hmm. or, or whatever just career change, what's one piece of advice you'd give them about food service consulting? Well, it's a very unique field, and we come from it from all pla- all different types of places. Um, if you were interior design major and you wanted to come to this um your interior design background's a good starting point but you're going to need to learn a lot about food service when you get here i remember that when i was in school we i took a hospitality design class that was part of the curriculum and we designed the hotel lobby and the hotel bedroom and it had a restaurant so we designed the restaurant the front of house but then there was a box over here that they called the kitchen and they said Somebody else will do that. <laughs> so I tried, so there was no class to teach me how to do a kitchen layout yeah. in my interior design curriculum. So I became that somebody else just going through the ranks of working with people and you know learning as I went. Yeah. Is there been have who who's been your biggest influence in your career so far? Well, if it was uh, if it's about design, that would be my father. He's an architect. So I grew up looking at floor plans and blueprints and going to his office and standing at the drafting board. And you know, if I had a big project to do for school, we'd go there to use the T-square. And, you know, this is back in the day. We didn't have Revit and AutoCAD, of course. <laughs> um, I am that old. Um, so I you know, learned how to read floor plans and like designing those and drawing out those and, as a kid. So, you know, certainly that became a part of my life and I became interested in design that way. Um, as far as food service, I'd have to say that Larry Huber is a huge influence. You know, his knowledge yeah. about equipment, um, his work ethic, his, you know, just his personality and the way he works is just awesome. And I'm so glad I've had that experience to work with him. Of course he's retired now. We let him, yeah. we let him retire and you know, <laughs> we drag him back in occasionally when we're really busy and we need, we need some help, and he's always willing to do yeah. that. But uh, he he loves this industry, and I had 
happy to have that privilege to work with him. Very good. Um, what, so what percentage of products are you guys doing now when it comes to Revit or a BIM or whatever you want to call it software wise? Um, how much of that is being done now versus, you know, three, four, four years ago. What in Revit? Revit yeah. versus AutoCAD? Um, yeah. We thought all of our architects were in Revit, but, but there are still a couple that don't use Revit. They still use AutoCAD. Um, so, and But we're at the point where we will do Revit no matter what the architect is doing because okay. it takes too much effort to set up all the drawings and do everything in Revit. Now, granted, I am old enough that I only want to use AutoCAD still. And I will do my sketches <laughs> and my initial test fits in AutoCAD and then hand it off to um, our great production team that uh, will put it in Revit for us. And I know that's an extra step. And I know there's companies out there saying, like, why are you still doing it that way? Because it works for Doug and I to do it that way. And exactly. you know, we're doing what we call voice activated Revit sometimes. We'll sit shoulder to shoulder and, and guide the... <laughs> I love guide that. the great team that we have, but, um, I, but no, I sketch love in AutoCAD. Voice activated I, Revit. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, I've been using AutoCAD for since early nineties. So see, I wasn't going to date you. I wasn't going to tell the ages <laughs> and stuff like that. You just did it to yourself. I know. I was staying away from that and you did it now. So it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, well, hey, that's all the formal questions I've got. But as you know, we're going to have a little bit of fun with you before right. you get going. So I'm uh, I'll just get right into the first question. And that is, would you rather buy 10 things that you don't need every time you go to the store or forget the one item that you do need every time you go to the store? Well, I already do that. I usually always forget the one thing that I really went to the store to buy. So that okay. happens anyway. Perfect. Uh, would you rather have a personal housekeeper or a personal chef? Ooh. Right now, housekeeper. Needs, need okay. that badly. Would you rather be an extra in an Oscar-winning movie or be the lead actress in a box office bomb? Extra. Extra, okay. all the way. <laughs> would you rather be stuck watching nothing but Hallmark Christmas movies <laughs> Or nothing but horror movies for the rest of your oh, life. Oh, Hallmark. I can't stand horror movies. But my husband would have to leave the house because he can't stand Hallmark movies. So <laughs> have to do that on the second TV. Would you rather have a pause or a rewind button for your life? Hmm. Pause. Things need to slow okay. down. Would you rather personally win $25,000 or have your best friend win $100,000? <laughs> well... I think I'd have to have personally, <laughs> personally okay. win it. Perfect. Would you rather be in a zombie apocalypse or in a robot apocalypse? Robots. Robots. Robots? Okay. Yes. Would you rather give up your cell phone for a month or give up bathing for a month? <laughs> I, w I would love to give off my cell phone for a month. So please take it. All right. Exactly. <laughs> amazing how many people have said that yeah it's been uh, yeah. overwhelmingly yeah. yeah i have too many uh, too many emails it, it, it reminds it's so lopsided it reminds me of the toilet paper roll because so many people oh. said the same thing um right would you rather be able to speak any language or be able to communicate with animals animals i don't need to communicate okay. i don't need another language <laughs> <laughs> would you rather always have an annoying song stuck in your head or always have an itch that you can never reach. <laughs> Annoying song. 
Okay. Uh, would you rather read the book or watch the movie? Read the book. Okay. Would you rather own your own theme park or own your own zoo? Theme park. I love theme parks. Back to the whole okay. King's Dominion thing. Exactly. <laughs> would you rather be compelled to high five everyone you meet or be compelled to give a wedgie to anyone in a green shirt you meet? <laughs> Um, neither, but see the green shirt wouldn't work because I'm part of an Irish group. So there'd be times that there'd be a lot of green shirts around me and my husband's part Irish. So yeah, we can't do any green. So, so high five it is for you. I have to high five. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Uh, Would you rather have a completely automated home or a self-driving car? Mm, self-driving car. I, I can't, I hate to drive. Okay. Would you rather be able to go to any theme park in the world for free for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. Or would you rather eat for free at every drive-in restaurant for the rest of your life? Oh, theme parks. Maybe I would actually go. Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't need fast food. <laughs> there you go. If it's free, you get to go. <laughs> right. I can go. Play. Very good. Well, Amy, that's all the questions I've got for you today. Um, okay. But as you know, before we let you go, we want to let everybody know how they can get in touch with you and find out more about you. So how can people find out more about Amy and your firm? All right. Food Service Consultant Studio. Google us. You'll find us. Foodservicestudio.com. Um, we have a better presence on LinkedIn and Facebook now because we've got a great person that we've hired that actually will do that for us and <laughs> which is awesome so we are out there nice. and we are you can find us so please do perfect thank you so that wraps up this edition of on tap presented by fc side the americas a huge thank you to amy for joining us today please be sure to like and subscribe on whatever platform you use and until then cheers <laughs>